Sie hören Sport und Musik. Das Spiel ist aus! Deutschland ist Weltmeister! Mario Götze! Mario Götze! Tonight, whether you call it football, football or soccer, a German-American and a German in America dare to call it Fußball. German Fußball from an American point of view. Let's add some buns to that hamburger and join them for the Schnitzel Boys Deutschland Hour. The Deutschland Hour. Yeah. And who better to have in the Deutschland Hour than somebody who just came from Deutschland? Yes, truly. He hates the trains. He loves the food and the castles. Castle, oh, castle, I, castle. I love a lot about Germany. But you were about to break my heart. What did it say in Kicker about Emma Forsberg not coming here? That's it? Uh no, it just said that uh it just said that it's not as far along as Bill made it sound. Yeah, he hasn't, well. it could still yeah. happen. He hasn't seen the houses yet, stuff, so we'll see. Maybe he'll Decide to stay in Leipzig as opposed to New York City, but we'll see. We'll see. But we had a lot of big games over the weekend. We got the team of the hour, and Germany itself also has a couple of games coming up. And we've had some cancellations. I saw Chris Fürich has an infection or a disease or he's sick. That's why he had to pull himself out of the camp. And I'm really, I'll tell you, Bjorn, I am really getting into the Stuttgart team. I've been watching them for a couple weeks now. Well, and Girassi came back off the bench, right? He, I thought it sounded like he was going to be out for a while, but he is—he's back. He's back, baby. He, he came off. Undov doesn't have to carry the weight anymore. And Stuttgart is just playing some really beautiful soccer. Like I got a close look at them from the last couple of weeks. They move the ball so well. And Chris Fillich, who is a former, you know, Borussia Dortmund and Cone youth player. Really found his footing at Stuttgart and is really coming out. Is this coming out party? He is coordinating the offense of that team really well. And I'm really excited about this young player. And by young, he's 25, so he's not mm-hmm. super young, but he's new to the German setup. And the German national team needs new blood and needs variety, right? We're looking for it anywhere we can. Uh, we have, you know, we have Pascal Gloss from England's becoming a bigger deal. Um, Robin Gosens cannot be there because I believe he has a wedding he's attending. Oh, yes, I believe that's what I read. And then, <clears throat> but Felix, one of those new players I'm liking, I want to keep an eye on. Unfortunately, he cannot be here this camp, but he's a he's a player to be excited about. You know, let's yeah. I'm I I mean that uh, um, that Dortmund game was more dominant than the results. Uh, seem to suggest, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, and Stuttgart, you know, I'm mean, going to talk about Stuttgart, we're talking about Dortmund. My thoughts on Dortmund are slowly starting to catch up with them and that they're not as, like, again, I hate to attack Terzic, but they, they're not they're not in the place they're supposed to be. They are underachieving. They have a lot of big players on the books, exciting players. And you know they they have probably the second most expensive roster in Germany, right? Yeah, I mean they're and now they're they're ten points behind Leverkusen. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. Bayer Leverkusen and Bayern München are running away with it. 
But I guess the talk of the town is Bayer Leverkusen and Xabi Alonso. And Xabi Alonso yeah. is the hottest coach in Europe right now. And Bayer Leverkusen, I think, have only dropped a couple of points all season. They've won all the other games. They've, um, uh, they only against Bayern. Right. So they are... And that they really should have won too, by all, by kind of all. Uh, I mean, that was a little unlucky for them. Yeah, and they plunged poor Union Berlin now into last place after Bochum and Köln played to a one-one draw, where Bochum had an XG of almost four. It was like the most frustrating game to watch. I was like, "What is? What? <laughs> why can't they put it in the?" Yeah, it was horrendous. But anyway, I mean that was a, that was a game that really we should have we should have had and we needed to have and it would have really helped. And that point was disappoint disappointing. But anyway, Union Berlin now in the very last 18th, 18th and last place. I know what's um, going on over there. They need to have a team talk or something. Maybe Leonardo Bonucci was not a blessing in disguise. Maybe he was one too many. I don't know. I'm not. His you fault? Know, I'm, I'm just speculating. I'm not trying to blame Bonucci. The big thing with Union Berlin, they have a lot of new players, you know, and I guess they're not molding. It's Jordan Peefock. Jordan Peefock left to go to Gladbach. Undab, I believe, also left to go to Stuttgart. And they're thriving at their new clubs in a way that they did not thrive at Union Berlin. And it just seems that the new players at Union Berlin are not clicking. They're just not figuring out. They got a point midweek against Napoli. So they finally got a point, their first point in the Champions League. Uh, but they lost to Bayer Leverkusen. What was it? Four yeah. two? No. Four nothing. Oh. Got creamed in Leverkusen. So Union Berlin, something's gotta give. And I hate to say it. I love the guy, but maybe they need a coaching change. Got to right? fire the coach. I mean, what else are you going to do, right? Fire the coach. <laughs> Got to fire Wes Fisher to replace with Oliver Glasner. What else can you <laughs> do other than firing the coach? <laughs> you know, both can find themselves in nine points. Um, 14 spots, respectable spot for them. Yeah, it's a respectable. It looks. This is the. That's the thing we've talked about this before. It's a respectable spot, but it's not really. Uh, you know, it's like it's only one. It's it's all. Everybody's very close together. We they're benefiting from people from other teams being really bad, like Köln and Union Berlin. Union Berlin has has won like has lost eleven in a row. You know, and Köln hasn't been good. So. We have one. We have one win. One win. That's it. Out of eleven games, this is no. This is no. There's no. Uh, and six draws. No, there's not a lot to celebrate. Yeah, but like draw, you know. Take it. What draw? Well, what win? Six this draws, would have draws. been. This would have made a difference. Winning this game was pretty imperative, I thought, and uh, it's really. I mean, they're just finding ways to not win. In, in games that, I mean, obviously, oftentimes they are obviously by far the worst team in most games. <laughs> and so, and so in these games where they, where they're at home against one of the few teams that is significantly, that is, that is not better than they are. And they generate a bunch of chances. It's just, you just got to make it happen. I mean, yeah, we'll see how it goes, but uh Anyway, there was a very good. It was a very good uh, European uh, week, though, for the German teams. 
I mean, even Union, like you were saying, even Union got a point, and everybody else did quite well. Yeah, Union's um, bottom of we their had table. To, so. We had, um, I mean, Union will not advance from their group. It's kind of but, already almost. But the a other three are looking like including Dortmund, and Dortmund's the big. Well, one. Dortmund ended up in in first place with Milan beating PSG. They are now leading the group of death because of their win against. I mean, they just have Newcastle's number. They beat them. In Newcastle, and they beat them again in Dortmund, and now I mean they have yeah, two. and then they criticize their ownership, and then the Newcastle fans are very appreciative by how cheap the away tickets were for Dortmund. It was a win for the people, Bjorn. Not it only was, they went uh, to the field twice, it was the People's Club versus the Saudi versus the now with former former People's Club now Saudi owned and uh, Leipzig got a win in Belgrade. Uh, Bayern beat Galatasaray, and they already won the group. Um, Manchester United lost to Copenhagen. That was sort of the big result of that day to keep everyone. Yeah, that was a wild. Parts. That was a wild game. Marcus Rashford got a Marcus Rashford got a pretty soft red card, and things just really went off the rails for them. I mean, it, it's always fun. <laughs> it's it's like uh, it's like Toronto and MLS. It's fun to see Man United struggle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right now, you know what's funny about Man United? It's clearly not the coach. It it hasn't been the coach in 10 years, right? And every six months, it's like, time to get a new coach. What's up with this coach, right, guys? And so you can hire every best coach in the world you want. It clearly isn't the issue. So Eric Ten Hag, there was a source where Eric Ten Hag, Manchester United are denying appointments with agents because they're trying to pitch replacements for Ten Hag. And like, no. And it's like it's not Ten Hag. It wasn't Ralph Langnick. It, it's not. It wasn't Jose Mourinho. It wasn't Louis Van Gaal. It wasn't David Moyes. Uh, Might have been Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He was maybe a little out of his depth, but it's not the coach. I don't right? know. Rangnick, Rangnick was not a good. Was did not good. Did not do well. There. Rangnick is a perfect example of what's going on with Manchester United. They hired him to be the coach for six months and to be well, consultant yeah, that's for two tr- years that's... after that. Right. It's like Ralph Lagnick's specialty is being a consultant, not a coach. So they hired him to be coach, and they fired him before he could start his consultancy. That's like, and then Ralph Lagnick said, um, to fix Manchester United, it's not cosmetic, and they need open heart surgery. And it's like, <laughs> that's yeah. That's what I would, what listen I to say. him. What I would listen say if him. you were in. Yeah, but listen to him. Yes, they All are. Right. You're like, let's figure it out. But they don't. They're like, no, let's get Ayrton Hogg and... And I'm going to fire Ayrton Hogg, then we'll hire Shabby Alonso and break him. Shabby Alonso wouldn't do Jack at Manchester United. And then, you know, they'd fire him in six months. F- fool me once, you know what I mean? Manchester United need a football director, they need better owners. Something, there's just a toxic environment going on over there. They need to figure it out. All right. You heard it here first. Write a letter. Uh, well. Anyway, the Germans, the German teams all did well in yes. Europe. This week, yes, yes, everybody's advancing except Union. Uh, conference Freiburg had a big win, Leverkusen won again. Everybody's winning, and Hell then yeah. once we get to the knockout round, the fantasy will end quickly. But so far, so good. Well, I know we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Bayern Munich, Harry Kane is really working, isn't he? Harry Kane is, working. I mean, I, I, I kind of thought that, that he might. Harry Kane, shut it's up all the English match. fans. Perfect match. 
the English experts and the German experts both hated the Harry Kane transfers for two different reasons. The English were like, oh, he's only three goals away from breaking Alan Shear's record or whatever. He's only got one year left. Why would he go? What the heck? What's he doing at Bayern? And the Germans are just like, we don't know. who He's too old. I don't know. He's too expensive. You know. Anyway, he went to the transfer and he's shutting them all up. He's he's gonna you know he's crushing it here in Germany. He likely will win hope one title this year, maybe maybe like I said, he's got some titles in his future. Uh, and the Germans are like, oh, he's working. They're like, we were wrong on Harry Kane. The dude's crushing it. He's broken Lewandowski's records. He scored more goals than anybody. He could break get Muller and Lewandowski's record this season if he stays healthy and stays focused. So he's the missing puzzle, and Bayern Munich are back to being dangerous. However, it's not super convincing with Bayern, isn't it? We see them play for about well, 70 minutes before they open up. You know, and... Heidenheim, they were up 2-0 against Heidenheim. Heidenheim tied it up. It was a little tense for a second. Um, the Galatasaray game was a little tense for a second. I mean, yeah, they're not like... Uh, I mean, they're still... Their midfield is a little thin. I think that's... Uh, they didn't get the transfers that they needed. I think they still they they still need a couple. They they need a little bit of midfield help, but um, but yeah, pretty good, pretty good so far. Yeah, Harry Kane. I mean, it just felt to me. It just felt right. It just seems like he's a Bayern type guy, like this sort of slightly slightly boring but dependable kind of uh, uh, you know. I'm loving the goals he's scoring. Like he, he's scoring he's goals. Great. He he's great. He's the very first good. time he he's gets his good. own rebound. He's part he of the buildup. He's part of the buildup. He 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 assists too. He's 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 set up Leroy Zane. Him and the, the two of them seem to be really uh, getting along. Zane is also uh, enjoying a renaissance of sorts. Right. Right. So that that's all. That's all. That's all going well for them. But you are right. I believe they are missing a holding six, and that's what they want. That's a popular play exactly the way Tuchel wants. And, you know, we'll see what happens in the winter transfer window if they get an extra yeah, player. Yeah, I think but, but, uh, they'll find somebody. The results are, are thumbs up for them. They're going. But uh, as far as the way they play, it's still a little bit of a head-scratcher, you know. Uh, they're getting their Ws. They're playing good full 90s. But, you know... Bayern Munich can play 70 minutes where they're just defending. All of a sudden, they score a goal and they open, they score a few, and that's the end of the game. So it's interesting to watch them play. So you're of the uh, Lothar Mateos school of thought. It's not, <laughs> things are not all well. Well, I guess. I don't know if I want to call it the Lothar Mateos school of thought. <laughs> Met- Metro Stars legend. Lothar well, that's Mateus, what but... uh, that's what Tuchel said. It's like, what else do you want us to do? We we won all of our Champions League games. We only dropped points against Leipzig and Leverkusen in the league. What are you, what do you want? But uh, but then there's you know yeah there's all this talk of of disconnect and unrest and they're not convincing. I mean, there's just a certain contingent of Bayern supporters i mean you're wearing the shirt that are just never that was just never satisfied it's a little bit like the u.s men's national team well you know, you know why we're a little spoiled because under yeah. Jupp Heynckes in, in 2013 it was the best Bayern munich i'd ever seen and and we've just never 10 seasons have gone on and we're still chasing that dragon and well, Hansi, the Hansi Flick era was pretty good. No, he won the yeah, trophy. Yeah, the, the Pep Guardiola era was good. It was good soccer. I don't know. But under Jupp Heynckes, we won the treble. We were pretty freaking invincible. 
and it looked it was just like we're playing great. So it was just every game was dominant. I believe that was the season we beat Barcelona eight to two, right? In the semis, like we were just unstoppable. Maybe not that season, but overall, Bayern was just a freight train, and we're just still not that freight train we once were. But the W's are still coming. The results are still there. We're we're, we're not on track to win the tri- treble, obviously, as we've been eliminated by Zappo. Good, you know, uh, which maybe is like a, an example of the type of faults that that Bayern Bayern's ignoring right now. Uh, but as far as Champions League and Bundesliga, we're still on track. You know, we're right behind Bayer Leverkusen. But the big problem with Bayer Leverkusen, and I've alluded to this before, is they're going to lose a lot of players in February for five match days because of the African Cup of Nations. So the second right. half of the season is going to be ch- more challenging for them. Harry, than Kane for will, Harry Kane will be there. Harry Kane will still be there, but but Gerasi will be, I believe, in Africa, right? Or no? Does he play for an Africa? He plays for, and I think he's French, but... Hold on, let me get this right. Gerasi played. No, he does. He plays for Guinea. He is French youth, but he now plays for Guinea, and he'll be at the African Cup of Nations with the Guinea national team. Right? Yeah. National team. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that is expected. Okay. So we have, but through to the end of Christmas, Bailey Guzan can still be the Herbstmeister. Um, and we have ourselves a little two horse race, don't we, Jordan? Yeah, Leverkusen's been unstoppable so far. 100%. It's a title okay. race. But, I mean, you know, we've said this. We said this before. It's like Bayern, Bayern. I, I said at the beginning of the season, it's going to be Bayern until proven otherwise. I will not believe that Bayern will not win until I see another team lift the Schale, the Ma- Die Meister, Die Meisterschale. Die Meisterschale. Die Meisterschale. Yeah. We've had plenty of other Herbstmeisters over the last 11 seasons. Yeah. We've that, only had one Meistermeister. We've only had one Meistermeister. That's well, and we're mentioned. still a few games from even that. Like, it's still six games to go before that even happens. So, but yeah, it's exciting. Leverkusen looking great. Javi Alonso's cr- killing it. Florian Wirtz is, uh, after some injury detours, seems to be, again, the, 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 the up-and-coming talent that he was always thought to be correction victor boniface who plays for nigeria who plays for Bayer Leverkusen. oh he's gonna right he's gonna i mixed up with gerasi from stuttgart sorry uh that could also be a thing for stuttgart but the victor boniface is going to be playing i believe for nigeria right 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 yeah Yeah, i mean yeah that's gonna have an impact but they have other yeah but anyhow okay anyhow germany's got turkey and austria is that correct who they got Oh, this is the for the international break. I mean, it's all friendlies. Yeah, but it's that's all, all Germany's friendlies. got. That's all Germany's got. Every friendly for them. Is a yeah. Game. Uh, they got this new coach. Uh, they got you Julian know, you were there for the first. You were there for the first batch of the two. I was. It was good. I'd give him an A minus, maybe a B plus for that because they tied Mexico. A minus. Well, it was two two against Mexico and Philly. That wasn't amazing. It was a big, uh, it was a big step up. I mean, it really was a big step up. But Nico Schlotterbeck is not is again not in the in the um, in the squad. Even though he has been he's been quite good, I thought in Dortmund he had a very especially in the Champions League. And uh, but he Nagelsmann is not into him and uh, Emre Jean. Is also not 
not in the squad, and nor is Marius Wolf. So there are some big, some big play who were like kind of uh, uh, regulars under Flick are not are not around anymore. So there's a little that's that 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 may be I don't know that may be permanent. Mats Hummels is still there though. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Zula, I believe, is involved. Or am I wrong? Nicholas Zula is there. Uh, yeah, he's there. He's there. Uh, let me look at this roster here. Like I said, I was really excited about Felix, but he was gone because of a disease, I believe, or he's sick. You know, I don't want to make it seem like he's a terrible. <laughs> it's a just, disease. I just, he has a disease. I just he's ill. The, the, the article said he was had an infection, an infection or something like that. I read it in Germany, so my translation's not the best. But uh, and then um, we've got uh, where's this roster here? Germany roster. Let's see if there's any newbies. This yeah, is, there was the one, one. There was one oh. more. Um, what's his name? Uh, 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 you vamp. I'm gonna try to find this rub. Uh, oh yeah, uh, but Marvin Duksch. Marvin Duksch is involved. Well, he was, long... he's been around. Grisha Prömmel. Grisha Prömmel. Where's he of from? Hoffen, of Hoffenheim. Okay, good for him. He is new. Uh, and uh, and um. Are you sure Marvin Duksch has been around? Are you sure? And uh, I think so. He's he's been in the squad previously. Uh, Nagelsmann knew Pronos Prömmel from from a uh, from a junior team that he coached many years ago, and I guess Prömmel then had a had a hard time. He didn't make. He he was a very promising youth player. He didn't, but he didn't become a professional right away, and it took a little while. And now he is in the national team and he's I don't, excited. I, I don't, he's excited about that he must be a replacement then because i don't see him here listed on the november 10th release is he um a replacement uh i think so yeah i think he's him and oliver baumann were, were the late nominees yeah uh, i wonder i guess he's probably replacing uh philly then yeah dfb team thingy thing uh yeah and the well, other anyway. guy who, and the other guy who is new is is blasvich the blasvich the uh rb leipzig, RB leipzig keeper which is very interesting because he's just a replacement for an injured um gulashi gulashi, gulashi had a yeah and now he's yeah. in the he's he's in the national team jonathan ties back he was the most uh problematic in my in my opinion of the recent window. So yeah, anyway, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see Kai Havertz is back. He's still struggling at Arsenal. Can't hit the broad side of a barn. <laughs> um, but Marvin Duksch is filling in up top, I guess. Yeah. Grisha Plummel is replacing Felix Nemeka, who had to pull out because ah, of, because okay. uh, of, I guess, a um, problem in Hoofdbereich. That's a hip, that? That's a hip, a hip, a hip issue. He has issue. a he has an hip a hip issue. Here he is. Yikes! Yikes! Yeah, Tom. that was crazy. You were frozen. Yeah, Tom I had to tell. I wasn't. I wasn't sure if it was me or you, but Tom. Tom told me. Um, yeah, it's me, right? Gone. Yeah, I Tom, can't see. It. He Tom gone. said he gone. 
I kept seeing you like I was talking the whole time, but no one was responding to me. Right, right, right. I also I oh Tom is asking me a question. Right. Thank you for that. Because I really I don't have I really had nothing to I had nothing to say. <laughs> we were also kind of essentially the end of the show. Yeah. I mean we're yeah, we're sort of done, right? So uh <laughs> Okay. Just, Let's I answer was, Tom's uh, question. Let's get out of here. Tom, do you feel Nagos Munt's doing a good job? I mean, it's only been two games so far, but I do like the new variety of different players being picked. To I me, mean, it's a big plus. Yeah. We've had an issue in the past, which has been a bunch of Bayern and Dortmund players. And you know what? There's other players, right? Let's 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 look at the variety of who we got in the national setup. And I think mm-hmm. he's doing a pretty good job being creative with that. Now, granted, Mats Hummel's still involved, right? So it's like some of the old heads are still involved, but um, you know, Muller is still involved, right? He's a coming off the bench type of guy. Although I do believe his role yeah. is pretty well defined now. I uh, uh, I I don't know how how much of it was based on me being there live and being being excited to see it in person. But I thought it was a, the the U.S. game was I thought it was very good. I thought there was just a different. Um, emphasis on forward passing versus lateral passing i think it was it was a lot more kind of proactive the midfield was uh the midfield was well set up and i i thought i thought it was pretty convincing that first game and in the mexico game too mexico did a slightly better job of pushing the midfield back and not having them press as high so We'll see how it goes, but I think you know. I think the right back position is still a little bit of a question mark for me. But in general, and we also, I think, the team is better without Kimmich. I mean, in a and way, Goretzka, right? In a and way, Goretzka. these days, it seems like like him, him, him not being there because he was uh, sick, I guess, or injured, and and I think that was maybe an addition by subtraction. We'll 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 see how he fits in. But I'm optimistic. I was. I thought it was pretty convincing. Yeah, the Kimmich and Galetska thing. We everyone's got their eye on that. How effective are they really? You know what I mean. So yeah. Uh, but and yeah, Gundal, and Gundalan. I mean, it's just obvious. Gundalan needs to have the keys to the car. I mean, certainly uh, until until next summer, uh, he has to he has to run he has to run the show, and so everybody else has to. Um, Arrange, arrange yeah. themselves around him. And that was, I yeah. think, one of the weaknesses of Flick's, Flick's system. He never really found a place for him. He was oh, he always had like Kimmich, Kimmich, his Bayern guys first, and then Gundogan had to fit in wherever. And so I think that's changing, and that's for the best. Amen, brother. Yeah, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. This, this next game's against Turkey and Austria. Two good friends. One uh, Two good friends? Back. Austria? One and a, a geographical neighbor, the other a cultural neighbor, right? <laughs> Austria is not. I don't think I two think good they, frenemies. Two good frenemies. If they would, if that. they would be happy if we lost every game. Well, frenemies. I mean, the Tur- Tur- Turkey, Germany, Turkey is has cast Germany, has Turkey. I mean, obviously, culturally, there are a lot of there are a lot of connections, but I don't think, in terms of soccer, is there any? I can't remember Gundawan? single. <laughs> No, but I'm saying just between, in terms of a rivalry between the countries, I don't, I can't remember a no, single. No, they're just buds. That's what I'm saying. Like, like Stefan Kuntz was a lot of Germans going. Yeah, there, there's a right. There's a cultural. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of immigration. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of connection that way. But it's not a real rivalry between those two teams. Whereas no. Germany, Austria has a pretty, has a pretty. Uh, uh, 
you know, there's some gems in that in that history. I mean, 1978. That's a very. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm dating myself here as an old guy, but that's like one of my first World Cup memories is Germany losing to Austria in 1978, and the Austrian commentator like just going nuts. Uh, um, <laughs> But honestly, because for them then, winning, and then there was also, and then there was 1982. There was that scandalous, the scandalous like uh, Bat- border, Battle of Gihon, I believe, borderline borderline collusion yeah. between the two of them that led to a rule change, total uh, collusion for the, for the for the World Cup. Borderline. Well, I mean, collusion in the sense that I don't think anybody, I don't think they got together and worked this out ahead of time. But yes, I think they did. it just. Uh, before the game, they they made an agreement. Is that I thought that's what happened. Is that what happened? Is that do we know yeah. this? I mean, I wasn't there, but like I thought. I mean, Germany what scored a goal ten minutes in? They just been yeah, the and then after and that and, the, and the the math was that if that result would hold, both of them would advance, and then they just kind of kicked the ball back and forth for the rest of the game. Yeah, but since then, what what meaningful match have they had? I remember they played a Euro two thousand eight. They played a quality, yeah. And, no, that, that's it. But those, I don't know. Well, that's it. Last. But those 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 two games are seared into my childhood memory. True. But I mean, Austria that was a long down. time ago. I mean, fair play. Austria has a German coach now, and Ralf Ragnick. Ralf Ragnick coaches Austria. Yeah, you didn't know that. It was his job after Manchester United. They're well, playing pretty, really well under him. It's pretty sad so. for him. Well, anyway, I will be watching those games with interest, All right. and I hope our pl- our boys play well with variety. Like you said, good direct forward passing, fast playing. Nicholas Fulkug's coming into his own as a nice. He's got to be nine. the nine too. He's got to be yeah written in. He's been crushing it for the. He's been scoring. Team. It's not a fluke. The dude's a. He's the German Chris Wondolowski. <laughs> oh my not, God! You jinxed it. Oh. <laughs> He hey, Wando's it. a legend. Wando's a legend. He did, he wasn't a great he's player. Not immense, he's not a national team legend. He's an MLS legend. True. He did have that big mess against Belgium. However, Wando wasn't a and goal scorer. As opposed to what? He's what? The thing with Wando is he was an obscure player until he was 29, then he became the super scorer. But Phil Cook's the opposite. He's been strong. He's been he has not scored a lot for Dortmund. He's been struggling a little bit in the league. But he's been crushing it for the national team. Well, good. He's a little bit like Klose. He's a little bit like Klose in that in that sense. Klose was was uh, always first guy on the team sheet for the national team, even when he was struggling to to. Or in Italy too, he was for for a time wasn't wasn't necessarily. I think right. Yeah, but yeah, the German Wando is not a that is that is a curse. That's not a. There's Wando. Well, Wondolowski, right? That's a very Ruhrgebiet Polish German name, right? You think we should we should we should we should see if he's still eligible to play for Germany? Bring him back, Christoph Wondolowski. Yeah, I mean he scored. Christoph uh, Wondolowski. Christoph Wondolowski. He's right now. He's uh, good friends with Szymanski. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, what was Szymanski's first name? Szymanski. Oh my God, Stefan. Pavel, Stefan. I don't know. Yeah, it better be Stefan. That's a good name. I don't know what is his. Uh... Another cool thing. Shimansky. Being... Now you Google Shimansky, it brings up the the Greenpoint Club. It doesn't bring up the. Uh... Call the club. Ask him what his first name was. 
Ja, Horst, Horst, of course, Horst. Horst, Horst Schimanski. How, how could I forget? And his good friend Christoph Wondolowski. You know, you know what another thing I did while I was in Germany, because the Germany hour got a couple minutes. I went to the movies and and and, and not one, but two Vim Vendors mo movies were playing. New ones, oh, both from wow. 2023. He's I'm just back. like, Vim Vendors is still making movies. I went and I watched a documentary on Anselm Kiefer. You know who that oh, is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Painter. How was that? It was very, very cool. I think this was you a know. Vim, Ven Vim Vendors made this? A Vim Vendors documentary in 3D. I go in. I uh, he has I I enjoy I'm mean, in recent years I've enjoyed his documentaries more than his features. He's made one about I mean he made one a long time ago about Yoshi Yamamoto that was good, and right. then he made one about Pina Bausch that was very good I thought. Well, you're so, gonna like you're gonna love this one because it's typical right. Vin Vendor style. There's no VO, you know. It's not like it's it's a, I knew it would be an art housey style doco, and it was. There's no VO. All the speaking comes from Anzo Kiefer or old interviews they clip in. Oh, very good. And then other than that, just follows him and his work. And kind of going back to what you were saying, his his big thing was he um, – all his art was related to the fallout of World War II in German society uh -huh. that no one was talking about. He was the only one. He's like, screw it. I'm going to – it's all I care about right now. And he just committed his life to doing that. And uh, stirred the pot. And for a guy like me, a young American like me, in touch with German culture, it was a very cool educational experience. And oh, it was 3D. It so you put your goggles on and it shows you all his work and all like it goes into it. It's very cool. And I do love Fim Vendors, the, the City of Angels. No, what was it called? The one with the Angels, one of my favorite movies. Great movie. Wings of Desire. Wings of Desire. I don't know. Have you tried again recently? I tried to rewatch that. I thought yeah. it, was pretty, it was pretty unwatchable. Oh, okay. I def I, I've only seen it recently. And by that, I mean within five years. Like, I All wasn't right. around when I was a kid. No, I liked yeah. it a lot when it came out. And then a couple years ago, I tried again. was like, oof, okay. Maybe I'll give well, it another shot. I watched the Nicolas Cage version first. You know, oh, they made a boy. Yeah, version. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't think I've ever seen that one. It's a, it's a fun rom-com. But then I, I saw it was based on a German movie. So I saw the German movie, and I was like, oh, this is a horse of a different color. This is intense with Peter Falk. And I had it, but I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Yeah, Nick Cave is in it. Nick Cave and the and, and the Bad Seeds. No, it's good. It's uh, I enjoyed Paris, Texas a lot. Like that was the first Vin Benders movie I ever saw when I was a when I was a youth, and it was kind of uh, I mind eye opening in terms of like I didn't know they made movies like that, you know. That's yeah, cool. I need to go. I think I don't know because he also made one. He made a bunch in America in the seventies. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, one in yeah. New York too, didn't he? I need to go under a Vim Vendor's kick because I've done it before. Um, but yeah, and, and the other thing, and get this: so when I went to Germany, I bought two movies via DVD, and when they both arrived, I realized they're both the same director. So I, without knowing, I'm like, "Oh, look at this! I'm a big fan of Zonka Wortmann." Oh, you know Zunka sure. Yeah. I know what that is. Yeah. I, I watched Kleine Haya for the first time uh -huh. last week, which is his big coming out movie. A great movie. Yeah, those about... are funny. Yeah, those are good. That's, that's, yeah, it's funny. Very good movie. And then the other movie I saw was Deutschland ein Sommermärchen, which I've seen uh -huh. before. Yeah, the, about, the, the, good, about the World Cup. Yeah. Which is the best German World Cup documentary that I've seen so far. Although the one with, uh, the one, the Qatar one was pretty interesting. Um, but, you know, 
So it's like, cool, now I'm going to go down a Zelka Vortman kick, too. Yeah. yeah, they can't go wrong, I think, with most of this stuff. What would you, if I watched Little Higher, what would be the next thing I should watch? Do you think? Uh, oh, my God, I can't remember. What was that called? The one with, uh... oh, I got to look it up. I do remember the, the one... punk, the punk movie you told me. I did find that online. I still have to watch it, but I did find a copy of it. Uh, well, that that it was like Angelina or something. What was that name again? No, or the, it was that punk movie from the eighties. Punk movie like, from the eighties. Uh, you told me to watch it. It was. I forgot what it was called. I have it written down somewhere. Angelina, does that ring a bell? That does not ring a bell. It's like an eighties movie about Berlin. A party, party monsters. <laughs> I don't remember. I, didn't, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I remember we were talking. You recommended it to me. It was a it. oh the it was oh the this musical about the the the, yes. the train. Oh yeah, Linia Linia Eins Linia Eins. That is on my list, but I think there was something else, wasn't there? there? Something else? I don't know. Perhaps. Maybe maybe, maybe it is Linia Eins. Maybe it was Linia Eins. Um. Well, oh, he made a movie about the nineteen fifty four. World Cup 2, The Miracle of Bern. That's Wunder von Bern. I've seen that's that. Wunder that's a really good Bern. movie. That's very good. I also enjoyed Der Bewegte Mann when that came out. That I um, don't think I've seen yet. That's, uh, it's it's a little silly. I don't know if it translates, but uh, I thought that was pretty funny at the time. Uh, and the das super, das super Vibe. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Also was was funny i thought um yeah oh the, the next one i wanted to see was the, Hol- the hollywood side tom barringer's in it that'll be interesting but oh, yeah Deutschland's other man if you haven't seen it check it out yeah and then he also did the how about adolf was that the one with the dude walking around i don't oh, know this is a different one anyway anyway that's for the german culture hour we got new tips new movies so what do we watch? If you're at home, watch Little Sharks, kind of high if you haven't seen it. It's around there somewhere. It might be hard to find. Uh, but it's a fun little comedy movie about three young little German whippersnappers making their you way ever see, to You ever see, you uh, ever see, this is not Zunke Wortmann, you ever see Run, Lola, Run? That's oh, yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom, yeah. Tom Tickfa, big Tom Tickfa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably the first German movie I kind of saw that wasn't like an old black and white comedy movie my dad yeah, watched. Yeah, it's a fun. It's fun. It's good. It's it's a good movie. Tom Tikva, he went on to direct some American movies, but he went yeah, on to become more of a producer, that, I think. We're not yeah. all that good. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say Golden Compass is his, right? Or something like that? I, didn't, I never saw that. But Run on the Run, excellent movie. Excellent movie. All about it. All, all about right. it. Excellent. Play the guitar. Is that a movie? No, the outro. Oh, the uh, that's on me. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I thought it's like another German thing. What's playing the guitar? That 100% sounds, and 100% sounds like a, Play the um, guitar. a, a Wim, Wim Vendors documentary about like a Spanish guitar player. Uh, oh, that's nice too. What do we got here? Well, change it up. Change it up. Oh, I like it. it. German the Monday night, with... the Monday night mood. Yeah. Oh, I, maybe I will get a cocktail or something when we're done here. <laughs> All, All right. right, everybody. That's for the Germany hour. Go check out your Tom Tick for your Zonka Vortmann, your Vim Vendors. What else? Another German. Very guy? different. Those three. 
Well, we're, you're lumping them too, but yeah, quite different. Just German language filmmakers, though, I'm saying. You know, All right. Stuff you don't find in American theaters. Not much. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. There is another German movie. I should say, the whole time I was in Germany, the Kasper Davich Fliegelich painting was in my head. The Wanderer uh-huh. looking over the mountains. Yeah, yeah, the Last yeah. day, I left a day before a new German movie that was released where the poster was an homage to that painting. And it's about a German dude wandering around Germany. Anyway. Oh. So that's a movie on my list. I'll, I'll, I'll update you guys next week on what that movie is. And All right. It's playing here in LA. All right. Cheers, everybody. Rate and review and subscribe. Cheers. Our shop is alive and we got mugs and whatnot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good bye-bye. Night. Bye-bye.